Escambia County Sheriff's Office is already seeing the benefits of a new gunfire detection te technology it installed less than a month ago. That's called Spot Shotter, or Shot Spotter, I should say. As the name suggests, it can detect gunfire, and count the number of shots fired, determine a location, and sound the alarm within seconds. Look, Bob, if you're going to mess up the name, you got to give credit to the person who messed the name up first. That's me. I'm the one who messes up that name more than you do. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm sure more people are going to mess it up. Um, so it's actually called Shot Spotter, <laughs> and I have many times said it the wrong way. Uh, joining us now, we have a Scamby County Sheriff, uh, Chip Simmons, advocate for this program and uh, early implementer of it. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are we all? I'm good. This has got to be pretty... I, I mean, you always want no crime to happen. Right. But your job is to prevent as much as possible and to catch and punish whenever it does. And this has got to be pretty satisfying to within the month of you guys installing um, ShotSpotter, you've gotten a rest from somebody who shot several times, right? Uh, yeah, you know, we've had the, the program in place for probably three weeks now. Uh, we've had about 21 indications, shot indications. And this is the first one where we've actually had someone shot. In the past, we've had you know indications that shots have gone off, and we get there, no one's around or or they're, they're look like they're target practicing and that sort of thing. Um, but this time we got the call. I was actually listening to the radio and, and I'm, you know, we're trying to see if it's a real shooting or not. And when we get there, as we're in route to it, then we get a 911 call. So obviously, uh, it, 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 it paid off because we were already in route. In fact, we were just a minute away from the scene itself. Um, we were able to make the arrest in this situation. It was a result of a, of a disagreement. And then the suspect actually went a couple of houses down. So the victim told us he's like right there at this other house. So uh, in this case, I can't say ShotSpotter actually helped us apprehend him. But I think it's an indication of, of what we've been talking about, that we get the indication. We can start heading to the scene uh, before we even get a 911 call. And as I mentioned earlier, had this been an individual in a drive-by type shooting, um, we would be in, in the way maybe even as the vehicle is still leaving. So it, it just, it's just beneficial for us. We have this thing for two years. We're going to wait and see if exactly um, you know, if it's worth the money, really, because it's a very expensive program. And, and the money is, uh, what, state-funded, right? Representative Andrade uh, wrote right. the bill to, to fund that, right? It was. They, they worked with the shot spotter folks on, on, on a grant or an appropriation. Yeah. Um, and and that's way, that way we were able to get it. We got three square miles in the county. Um, D.C. Reeves and I have been talking a lot, and they've got three square miles in the, in the city of Pensacola. So we'll have a total of, of six square miles in Again, hopefully, it's like you said, it'll be a deterrent that someone will think, oh, mm -hmm. if, I, if I shoot a gun, then, then they'll know about it uh, in short order. And, and then ultimately, maybe we can apprehend those who are responsible. And I, I know you and I have talked about this a bunch, and people, many people might be already kind of familiar with it. But I just want to highlight that one of the major advantages of this system is that the machine instantly recognizes that it's a gunshot, directionally, positionally knows where it's happened. It's triangulated by the devices. And can immediately dispatch officers straight to their vehicle. Hey, go here. We've got a shooting of some kind. And so you don't have to wait for the 5 or 10 or 20 people who heard it to all go through the process in their brains of do I call, don't I call? Was it fireworks? Was it a gun? Does it matter? You know, and then somebody calls 911. And as fast as 911 is, it still takes time to get information from the person. And then the dispatcher has to notify over the radio. So you've got all kinds of time lags there that can be the difference between 
you know, as you said, maybe not in this case because, you know, maybe right. you would have solved it anyway. But if it's a drive-by, if it's, you know, vehicle-based, having police approaching the scene within five seconds or ten seconds of the shot instead of five or ten minutes is a massive difference in law enforcement response time. Right. You know, what helped us also, what, what, I, what I didn't mention yet, is that it indicated there was five shots, shots fired. And then it also indicated exactly where those shots were from because this was the suspect was found at one location. The victim was found behind a house at a different location. And then we actually found the rounds, uh, the spent shell casings, exactly where the shot spotter said that they would be. So that enables us to gather valuable evidence. And even in this case, uh, while we made the arrest potentially without shot spotter, I think that the evidence um, that we were able to find uh, the, the shell casings were likely because of shots by told us exactly where they'd be and told us how many to look for. Oh, wow. So it worked out It worked out very well. Yeah, that's a that's a great improvement over, well, we think it was in the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard three or four shots. It could be coming from here, right. but it could be a block away. Exactly. Um, wow. You know, that's... It, which it makes, would make it more difficult. Again, I, I'm, I'm horrified that we had the event, but I'm really impressed that the technology is working exactly the way that it's supposed to work. Uh, meanwhile, uh, here pretty close to the station, uh, here by University Mall, we had a shooting. Uh, somebody was shot in the head at the Red Roof Inn. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was last Thursday, you know, late late last week, about 1 o'clock in the morning, we got a report that individual had been shot over here at the Red Roof Inn. We get there, we find there was an individual that was deceased from his injuries. Uh, looked like, it did look like a single gunshot. Uh, we do have some witnesses to the, to, to the, um, the event. Uh, but we're asking if anyone has information to give us a call or call Crime Stoppers, 433-STOP. Right. And uh, always for people who – there's always people coming to the area and don't know things, and I want to make sure that we include them and give them the best information. Um, Crime Stoppers will pay you for information that leads to an arrest or conviction. You must not tell them your name. Yeah, you yeah have, they, they, By law, they, you have to remain anonymous or they can't give you the money. Correct. If you give them your name, then, then you, you're, you're no longer eligible for the reward. Now – I know this was an FHP case, so I, I don't know how much you might know about it or can talk about it, but we had a, I guess a guy was driving and in a pursuit and flipped his car, and in the process of arresting him through the chase, he was caught with marijuana, not particularly a big news item, uh, but he was caught with a Glock that had been equipped with the Glock switch. So for people who don't know, the Glock switch is a little device you insert in the, um, uh, basically in the slide area of the pistol turns it into a fully automatic pistol. Um, if you've ever seen old John Woo movies like Face Off, you know that's the, what they're using in those things uh, is that kind of behavior. My understanding is we hadn't really had this problem here. It's been in Mobile. Are, do you know anything about this case, or can you comment generally? Is that the first one you know of where we've arrested somebody having that here in Pensacola? Yeah, that's the one that I, first one that I'm aware of. I spoke yesterday to our gun crimes uh, people who keep track of all that, and they actually went back to the last six months. And that we have not made any any uh, arrest based upon the, you know a fully automatic handguns um, that have been converted, um, and we haven't seized any during search warrants either. We've seized plenty of guns, as, right. as you know, during search warrants, but we haven't we have not seen that that here. What um, I'll ask you after we do traffic, but kind of what level of concern do you have about that? Um, I know it's just the first one, and I know there's a lot of guns running around that you guys wind up arresting people possessing uh, illegally, but. Do you have much of a concern about this particular, this uh, auto, fully automatic pistol, the Glock with the Glock switch on it? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm concerned about criminals having any weapons. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. I'm a supporter of good guys having guns. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna commit a crime and you're gonna steal a gun or you're gonna convert a gun um, during uh, the commission of a crime or use it during commission of a crime, I'm very concerned about about that sort of thing. 
I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really understand that the, the handguns don't have that that big a magazine. So right. if you're in fully automatic, it's not gonna not gonna last long. And having been on a SWAT team a long time and, and fired plenty of fully automatic weapons, it takes some some practice. It's not as easy as the television or the movies make it make it seem like it is. Uh, but anytime you have a, a a criminal with a with a gun, anytime you have a criminal with a uh, you know a semi-automatic or a long gun, and and then obviously you have one that may be inclined to have a a uh, fully automatic weapon, that's that's a concern. You know, I'm glad you said, I was going to ask you that same question, because that was my thought is, just as a tactical matter, I would rather have a single-shot pistol, because it's so hard to control something like that, that weirdly, though it's going to get off a lot of rounds, and they're going to go anywhere, it's not likely to be all that effective. I'd be more scared by the guy who's taking his time to aim and shooting a shot at a time. But, you know, I was glad you said that because I had, weirdly had that same thought about this, these things. Now I know I'm wrong because I know <laughs> <laughs> me and Andrew are saying the same, on the so same one line. Of the, one of us is wrong. <laughs> that, oh, you're so mean. I love it. Um, uh, speaking of weapons, um, I was talking to Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson yesterday, and he had made the comment that they had a drive-by um, that they found AK-47 shells. Mm-hmm. And he had said he was working with your agency on this, that there might be some connection with something in Escambia County. And I just didn't know if you knew anything about that or were aware of that investigation in any way. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. Okay. That and I mean, I know a huge agency, lots of other things going on. I just didn't right. know if that was something that you were aware of. Um, you guys also, I guess, had a, like a, a swatting incident maybe yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, yesterday afternoon, uh, probably, I don't know, three, four, after, eight o'clock in the afternoon, I got a call saying, hey, you've got an individual there's on a phone, and they're claiming that they have shot uh, one of their parents, and they're about to shoot their other parent. Well, as you know, we, we respond to these very serious, and we take them seriously. Um, fire department got the call. They, they were en route. Uh, ambulance crew was, was en route. Um, I believe they may have even dispatched a life flight or a helicopter, whatever helicopter they use. Um, but come to find out, we, we made contact at the house, um, the individuals that were there, while the names were correct, uh, or the name was correct, uh, there was nothing. There was nothing to it. Obviously, that it was a what we call a swatting. That's when people call and make up an, a, a, an event, um, you know, for whatever floats their boat type type of thing. Um, so, but I don't think that they understand the the, the response that we we take and the, the danger to, you know, to the responders and to danger to the to the public that that, that we that could be whenever we respond to this type of a situation. So it's, it's, uh, when we find out who it is, we will certainly charge them with it. Um, and fortunately, no one was injured. You know, we were professional in our response. Uh, emergency management were responsible, obviously, in their response. And, and so it, it worked out, um, you know, to be nothing, which we we're very fortunate of. But I, I, I just want people to understand the dangers, you know, of, of this type of a call. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so reckless. It's so dangerous. It raises everybody's alert level. And if you're responding to a case where you think it's a shooting or you think it's a bomb or something like that, and it's just a person. I mean, but, anything can go so wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've had, unfortunately, some of these scenes, the NAS shooting and some different ones we've right. had uh, that had been, you know, um, the Home Depot shooting we had. They, these were these were legitimate calls. Um, in this scenario that, that you know, we're, we're stopping all the calls. We're, our dispatchers are, are concentrating on this type of a call because we, you have to get it right. And right. so we have not one but, you know, several deputies that are en route. Um, and then we put other things on hold, other important calls on hold. Fire department, um, EMS are, are putting other calls on on hold, and and imagine what you know what type of calls that the ambulance crew would have. Someone needs an ambulance. Someone is hurting. There could be potentially a heart attack, uh, you know, some life threatening illness, 
and then they have to put that on hold because they want to get there to the scene in case there's an active active shooter type right. situation. Um, so yeah, it's 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 obviously uh, very time consuming it, and it's a bit nerve wracking. Absolutely. Uh, last thing I just uh, you know wanted to ask you. Obviously, last Wednesday, NAS Pensacola on the anniversary of the terrorist attack. Of course, you're very familiar with that, having been on the scene just yeah. after it was resolved. Um, your I don't just curious how you reacted and your agency how people were taking it that you had a bomb threat that same anniversary day turned out to be you know nothing I mean not nothing because they arrested somebody but you know pretty alarming I mean I know how I reacted when it was 9 30 in the morning and I'm starting to hear this and I'm getting a hold of you to find out more information yeah you know it's uh, obviously we, we, we knew it was the anniversary of the of the terrorist attack at Pensacola NAS um, but but we because we knew it was the anniversary, uh, we also knew that there would be some false, some false. Or we suspected there would be some false alarms, just like we would on 9/11. You know, we, we start looking ahead and look at these anniversaries, because we know people will also understand those, and they think that the people that are involved in terror, um, they want to inflict as much terror as they possibly can. So they use these dates because they know people are either on edge or people believe that you know, are more inclined to believe it. Um, in this situation, again. Uh, we were called to, you know, just to, to to assist. They were they were blocking the or locking the gates, I should say. Um, and and you know, my thoughts were that, man, I hope this isn't this isn't you know true. I hope this is not, you know, not again type type of situation. Right. But um, you know, we've been there before, and, and we have again the swatting incident I just referred to. Uh, we've also had many you know false bomb threats at at our schools, unfortunately. So we we respond as if they're real. But we also understand that they may not that they may not be in hope that they may not be. Absolutely. Uh, Chip Simmons, he is the sheriff in Escambia County. As always, sir, thank you so much for the time. I uh, won't see you next week, uh, but uh, have a great uh, Merry Christmas. I keep wanting to say great Christmas. I don't know why. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before <laughs> the new saying. year. Uh, but uh, always good to see you, sir. Thank you for keeping us safe and informed. I appreciate it. You bet. Y'all take care.